Blog Talk Radio. There's a hole in my heart. My soul is bleeding. I need to free my Everything begins with an honest, open conversation. The Empire is exactly that place, and you can just weigh in 
listen, or debate with others about topics ranging from childcare, sex, religion, and politics. We talk about the things that matter, the things we experience, and we make plans for how we can better live with change. Real talk, real people, real issues with real solutions. Call 646-478-5625 every Sunday and Wednesday at 8 Central on Blog Talk Radio to get Empire with the Empress. Or you can log on to www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the Empire, where the Empress speaks and the Empire listens. From the Empress. Good evening from the Empress. It is April the 14th, Tuesday, 2015, and tonight we are speaking about our losses. What losses you say? There's so many that I can't even count, but in particular, some specific losses that have unfortunately become commonplace and common name in households where these people have probably never been. Names like Trayvon Martin. Mike Brown, Eric Garner, and most recently, Eric Harris. I started to feel some type of way about just the whole media exploiting our men and boys being killed, and it's gotten nothing but worse. It's gotten nothing but uh, overkill almost because it's almost like people are Expecting that that's what you're going to see. And I was no different. Actually, I didn't realize until after I was well into the video uh, for the late Eric um, Harris, who was the most recent tragedy. Actually, I can say most recent because it was the most recent exposed. But actually, just today, there have been new reports of the same type of activity. What is that? That's police. Uh, initiated deaths, and I'm and let me just go ahead and get this out in the open. I'm not gonna sound like a, a commercial because my best friend is not a police officer, and I don't have a best friend that I can say is black, white, or anything else. I'm just saying I am not anti-police. I am not anti-authority. I am just sick of the way that we have been misrepresented as a people as needing to be gunned down in the street. Now, before we get started, we have several people already on the phone. I want to ask you, if I open up the lines, it just feeds straight back from wherever you are. So if you're listening to yourself online, please keep your phone muted. If you're not and you're calling straight in, just make sure that your background uh, uh, noise is at a minimum because it transmits into the live call. We have several people who are going to come on tonight and kind of, you know, share with us. And we want to make for the best recording and something that you can go back and listen to yourself, share with others, and it's just not that well received when you can't understand what's being said. But before I do that, if I call the last four digits of your phone number, that just means I recognize you. Uh, you can introduce yourself by your name. This is not a show where we out people. This is not a show where we damn people for not having the same views that we do. I actually anticipate that people will feel differently than I do, and I try to save how I actually feel at, to the end of the show. Sometimes we make it, sometimes not. But in this particular case, that's what we're going to try to do. So the last four digits of your phone number is how I identify you once you hear those calls, uh, uh, and you know you're on the air. But in particular, I, I just wanted to first 
I couldn't even gather myself about like why we have police now. I'm not really. I wasn't really clear before what their actual role is. I've actually dated police officers, and you know, I just I understand the job that they do to a point. I know that they wear guns and tasers, bulletproof. They work odd hours. They're very secretive. They're in a code of blue, but um, and it supposedly transcends your race, uh, your city, your state. It's just like a fraternity slash sorority because there are some female officers who 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 are in um, office as well. So it's just supposedly this big community of people who are there to protect. And I'm not really sure. At this point, who they're protecting. So I just wanted to look up and see, like, what the description of their job is. It says police officers play a central role in law enforcement. It is the central role of law enforcement as a system. And normally they are needed uh, with regard to patrolling communities, monitoring com- uh, community, uh, criminal activity, and responding to emergency calls. They also issue tickets, make arrests, investigate crimes, and they testify in court as needed. But the generic rule of thumb that most people hear, they're here to serve and protect, investigate crimes. They have a certain level and role in community involvement, and they are the primary uh, start for call response and emergencies. Now, with statistics against that definition that's just kind of broad, I mean, you can look in any any area of the web or Wikipedia, whatever you do to look up words. You know, I'm a words person. You're going to get some scenario of that uh, description uh, or, uh, yes, description of what a police officer does. But when we have in the same places as that description a statistic that every 36 hours a black man is killed by the same protect and serve investigating crime community involvement and call response uh, emergency first. I don't know if we really need them. Now, I'm not sure where the serve and protect comes in, who they're supposed to be serving and protecting against. I do understand that at some point there had to have been a need for a certain amount of governing of other people's activities with regard to arrests and tickets and crimes and all that kind of thing. But what we've seen consistently almost for the last five years is a growing number of black men being killed, not uh, involved in any excessive amount of crime. I'm not, I'm not saying we that it doesn't happen. I'm saying the exposure from what we've seen concerning persons like Eric Garner, Mike Brown, uh, uh, Trayvon Martin, and Eric Harris have not been to the tune of investigating crimes, issuing tickets, an emergency call of any sort uh, that require gunfire. And that's, I actually asked a couple of my quote unquote police officer friends to be on call with me tonight because I want I can't speak for what they do and how they respond. But I have had them on the shows before, particularly our show with Trayvon um no, Mike Brown. When we did the Mike Brown show, I had a police officer who said, you know, ex- that that's exactly what excessive force is. And I didn't buy it then and I damn sure don't buy it now because we got more death for even less 
of an aggravation, if not uh, more reason to uh, charge with murder than we ever had before. And people are already bracing themselves to uh, get a non-guilty verdict or some sort of reduced type of crime from the latest. Now, I have my friend, Mr. Mon, online, and several other of the lines are open. Mon, are you there and can you hear me? I just want to make sure that you can hear me. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, great. This is one of my Facebook friends that has agreed to kind of co-ride this thing with me because I I feel like I'm not saying that this is going to be a curative of what's supposed to happen in the world. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying that this is a start, and I think the open dialogue is a necessary part of it because – For some reason, and I don't know if this is just me or if maybe I'm just not hearing it from the black male community, that's male, man, boy, anybody of that group of people who have made voice of these happenings. Because I'm going to tell you, 90% of what crimes are committed with, not crimes are committed, but these types, and these are crimes to me, I'm being judgmental, 90% of these police shootings, are against black males, anywhere from the age of 16 uh, on up. I mean, there, there there used to be a cap a couple of years ago where there was an age range, but because they're getting younger, these kids are getting younger, and the, uh, the death toll is getting higher, it's just more people are folding into that. So, Mon, if you could introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about yourself, and give us first your perspective on what you feel about the police department, and then fly, I see you there, and we'll be coming to you uh, shortly. Mon? Um, yes. Uh, I just definitely feel that it's something that, that it needs to be corrected. Um because this is it's a threat on the black male's life and ultimately on the whole black family. Uh, I think uh, we as a people got to address that it is a, a difference between white and black. Uh, okay. We we feel like uh, in this day and time that you know the racial lines are blurred. You know a lot of. Uh, uh, Whites are embracing blacks and stuff like that. Uh, you have a you know uh, a biracial uh, black president uh, in, in the White House, and we really think that this country has progressed in, in sep- uh, accepting our blackness. Well, uh, from these terrible, just senseless shootings and and. What really kills me about them is they're over petty crimes, allegedly. I mean, lives are being taken right. from pettiness, you know what I'm saying? Right. And it right. has to be addressed uh, uh, not not just on a, a, a legal matter but a community matter because um, this is something that we have to correct also in community as far as we – are inflicting the same type of uh, brutality on each other and, you know, just stopping one evil and letting another evil put this will not hurt. It, it, it won't work. Well, I, I totally agree with you. I do 
hear that you're in passion the same way as I am in Sly. If you can slide on in there, I know that you're very busy and that you have a lot of live events to to deal with. But I want to start. I want to ask you a particular question. Do you think that some of what's happening has to do with the fear of the black man? You know, um, I, I would say I don't know necessarily would say the word fear. Um, I, I think this is something that uh, has been a long time coming. Um, I think it's probably something that has been going on for a long time, um, and a lot of reasons why we see it now more so than we probably have seen it uh, is because there's so much light on it with technology uh, and the attention that's getting brought to it from that purpose. Uh, you know, it's it's a lot of mixed emotions about it because uh, I don't know if I would say fear of, of a black man is more so the issue um, uh-huh. because a lot of the cases, I don't necessarily say them being as considered to be fear. Uh, I think they've been, you know, terrible judgment calls by uh, the people in law enforcement. I think they've made uh-huh. poor decisions on how to handle uh, issues um, and they've taken, in my opinion, in some cases, more so anger and utilized their authority to take advantage of that. Uh, and, you know, that's that's wrong in itself. Um, you know, it, it, we there's a, lot, there's a lot of dirt that has to be cleaned up on every side of this situation. In our community, uh, in the justice system, uh, in how they're handling things in an authority uh, manner. Um, and, and I'm interested to see how it's going to be handled on, on a bigger scale because once you start looking at should the government get involved in this, um, uh-huh. and if they do, are we really going to want the government policing our streets from a military police type of state, which uh-huh. ultimately is what they're going to end up doing? Um, you know, you have to really watch all of the stuff around you to really see what's going on um, because once people begin to get so frustrated with how law enforcement has really lost their way in handling situations, um, then they step in and, quote, unquote, begin to start taking over. Um, you know, there, there's a lot, of, a lot of things that we have to really look at in this, in this situation, you know. I mean, if there was never a video of what happened just recently uh, – what we even know about the story, you know, um, right. and, and that's that's the sad thing. I mean, we, you know, again, there is wrong on every level. Of uh, you know, I would like for us, as you know, like you mentioned about black men speaking out, uh, we as men in general uh, need to step up and really begin to take charge in our own communities anyway, um, more so than what we have been. Um, it's interesting because, and I may be quoting this wrong, um, but I was reading something, I think, earlier today about Al Sharpton and about the family really doesn't want him even around. Um, mm-hmm. And I've always felt this way about him. And I'm not saying he hasn't done anything good, but you got to think about it. Uh, he benefits a lot from these situations and these cases, his, his, mm-hmm. his action network, the things he does. And that's why you have to really step back and look at these things from many different angles to pay attention to what's really going on. Um, I think you and I have had this conversation, you know, offline about the fact that I said 
they don't, I mean, a black-on-black crime is not going to get this kind of attention because it doesn't fit the ratings that something like this gets. When you have a situation where a white person kills a black person, let's say an officer, then you can get your Al Sharptons and your other people of influence that supposedly represent that community to get on and debate somebody else and talk about it, and then it becomes a conversation piece on every single network, and that's ratings and that generates television attention, not so much so more or less about trying to fix the issue. And, you know, that's, that's, that's a whole other, you know, problem. Um, but what has to happen is, you know, there has to be some level of changing that has to take place uh, into how this stuff is handled from a judicial system and not just saying, okay, yeah, I, I applaud the fact that they're saying we should be charging him with murder and saying the officer should be charged with murder, but the fact is he should be convicted uh, and there should not be any question about his conviction. You know, that is where we'll find out where, if there's any justice in what happened. Um, because there's a lot, and I've seen videos too, and let me just say this, I've seen some videos too of a lot of people, white people speaking out about some things that they, you know, are the point that this is wrong across the board, uh-huh. uh, you know, and, and there's been some things that I've seen as well. So, you know, there are many different layers to this issue, um, yeah. many different layers, uh, and, and that's the sad thing about it. It's just becoming too rampant uh, of a thing that's happening more so, uh, and, you know, it, it's getting out of hand. It, it's, it's interesting to me that we both, uh, everybody's seen the same group of videos. Everybody's seen these same videos over and over and over again, and it's amazing to me that people see different things. One of the reasons why I named the show are your do you see what is actually happening? Because some people absolutely still discounted that there was excessive force, even in the in in in, in this uh, case where the man was shot six out of eight times. He was hit from the back uh, six out of eight times in North in I think it was South Carolina. Thing about it is, is if you look at every, there are some very poignant things that I saw, and I don't know if it's just because I'm female. I'm wondering if you guys saw it, and um, I'm making a few notes. But the one of the most interesting changes of events that has happened recently is just today. I don't know how old this video is. There was a uh, a brawl inside of an IHOP. I don't know if you guys have seen it, and I wanted to tag everybody I knew to it who has been outspoken about different things and the differences between the way black people are treated with with regard to police and law enforcement and white people are treated. This particular video is about six, seven, this is a long one, but the entire time there is as much uh, defiance and vulgarity and actually fighting back and forth uh, and, and and plain disrespect of authority if we just take away all of the words. I mean, you could just watch the video with no uh, audio and see blatant disrespect for authority. Uh, some of the reasons that people said it was okay to have shot down Trayvon, not Trayvon, but Mike Brown and Eric Garner and Eric Harris, that they met their deaths because they were being defiant, 
They weren't taking direct orders. They weren't following the instructions that they had been given. And this particular video is a host of white persons, female and male, being told repeatedly and constantly to do certain things, and nobody dies at the end, which is great. I mean, it, I said it kind of, I typed it kind of in passing, but I meant every word of it. It was similar to Malcolm Jamal Warner's uh, uh, recant of the Oklahoma City uh, issue where the 73-year-old deputy reserve pulls a gun instead of a taser and shoots and kills Eric Harris. Now, some people said, you know, uh, that's just the risk that you take. I mean, I've heard it from all all around. Antonio, are you there? Can you hear me? Antonio, 4127. Hello? Yes, can you hear me? Yeah, now I can hear you. Okay. Did you see the video in Tulsa? where the uh, county sheriff's reserve, Robert Bates, 73-year-old, fatally shot Eric Harris and then mm-hmm. immediately apologized, oh, my God, I shot him. What? Okay, first of all, was there room to pull, uh, in your opinion, and, of course, none of us are judges or juries, was, he, was there any warrant to escalate to even the taser, in your opinion? Um, I'm not quite sure. I mean, my understanding, he, he is an old dude. He's in the 70s. Um, the gentleman he was chasing, um, I don't know how old he looked, but he looked like he could probably be in his 30s. Um, but I mean, 44. You take a 44? Okay. Um, so, I mean, there's a physical disadvantage for the, for the older white guy. Um, if he's in the seventies, he probably has notions about black men that's way outdated. He was really in a in a put in a position that he should not have been put in. Um, but if you take a seventy year old something white guy and he's chasing a forty something year old black man, he's probably scared as hell, not quite sure what to do if he does catch him. And when he did, I I do think that he probably made a mistake. Um, just in the moment, you know, his taser's right next to his gun, he's not as sharp, you know, like I said, he was, he should not have been in that position. Um, he should have been doing something else, but being able to think and respond in that manner and your physicality is also involved, he shouldn't have been in that position. But now that he's done what he's done, I mean, uh-huh. the the sword swings both ways. I, I don't really uh-huh. see where someone should say, well, since he made a mistake, it's cool. Like, nah, that's not cool. I, something uh, should be done in order to uh, to punish him um, because you just can't make mistakes. It's like if he, if the black guy were to make the same mistake, like, oh, man, I didn't mean to grab his gun and shoot him. I just wanted to pistol whip him a little bit. My bad. And they were like, no, we want your head. You know what I mean? So there is a double standard, and I, I can recognize that, but at the same time, um, we have to make a stand and, and, and make statements because you just can't keep letting it ride. If you keep letting mm-hmm. it ride, it'll just keep going and going and going, and then we'll adjust and adapt to bullshit, which is mm-hmm. uh, which is very possible uh, for us mm-hmm. to do. And I think we've adjusted to a lot of bullshit, but um, but this will just be another progression towards bullshit. So if if the guy that did the shooting in South Carolina doesn't get convicted, 
I don't know what the hell is going to happen, honestly, okay. because I, I don't think it gets any clearer than that. It really doesn't. And if, and I've seen, you know, people make comments on social media about um, uh, the guy shouldn't have been running. And it was it's like, are you crazy? Under that, <laughs> under that kind of notion, everybody's guilty. And everybody deserves the death penalty, meaning if I get busted stealing a bag of Skittles, and I try to get away. Uh-huh. Oh no, you can't get away with stealing skittles. I'm gonna shoot you in the back because that's that's worthy of a death. You know what I mean? Once you subject yourself uh-huh. to saying that because they did a crime, um, therefore they are in a position where they should be dealt with with lethal force if the cop sees it necessary. I I I'd like no, that's 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 not cool at all. Uh-huh. But I'm rambling. Okay. No, 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 you're not rambling. I appreciate you. I'm going to keep all lines are still open. 8092, are you there? Can you hear me? Yes. Okay, do you have a way in either way with what you've heard, or can I pose a question? How are you? Yeah, this is, this is, this this is, is a black male, correct? Black male, yes, correct? Yes, this is 8092. Yeah, this is 8092 right here. Whoever says someone 8092, this is 8092 right here, though. Okay, uh, eighty ninety-two. Do you feel like there was that uh, black men are feared? Because I I, I I can't help but say that you know I understand anger. I, I don't know why people would be angry with us for real because I don't think we're even that well cared for as a people as a whole. But particularly black men, for some reason, I feel like they're feared. Do you think this is an issue of fear? are an issue of disrespect and, um, you know, the police are using guns as a show of force. What is going on in your male opinion of why we're losing so many black men? Um, well, you uh, kind of put uh, maybe four questions in one. I'll answer that first one as far as are we feared. Yes, I'll say we are. Um, mm-hmm. And I have proof of, uh, for most brothers what you can do is ask, uh, I mean, just simply ask your coworkers, you know, a white guy or whatever around your age, uh, the reason of, uh, yeah, the reason why they are afraid uh, is we rule. Now, one of the reasons why I say that uh, they feel it, and it, it, it's a simple, it's just as simple as the fact that they're afraid that when we rule, that uh, we would treat them the same as they treat their, their uh uh treated us. Uh, treated our forefathers growing up. That's that's the only fear. And uh you have some uh wise and conscious brothers and sisters uh that are in that are in our knowledge and our, and are also in the spirit, uh they will tell you and, and just by looking at the evidence of how they, they treat the black men, uh, they know that their uh rulers their time is up. And uh, it's coming to an end, and they don't want to let it go. And uh, one of the things is they're realizing uh, that uh, we are stepping up now. Uh, I know I notice a lot of brothers, uh, well, me personally, I fight for my son as far as fight for soul custody, but I notice a lot of brothers are with their children now, uh, whether it be in a car, on the bus, on the skateboard, on the backseat of a bike. It really don't matter. Uh, I believe that. The one thing that they 
they fear now is that we're waking up to all of the weapons uh, that have been formed against us, and we're uh, teaching each other as we all learn how to battle those weapons. Uh, one mm-hmm. of the disrespect uh, of our of our own kind, brothers and sisters, with the the uh, class warfare, even you know in Brown Town, which is kind of weird. Um, mm-hmm. The disrespect as far as uh, our brothers have towards our sisters, period, or uh, excuse me, not period, but uh, just the disrespect uh, as far as with the cat calling and all the other extra madness. But they understand that we're well, waking up. Yeah. Now let me say this. I, this sounds, and I'm not, I'm not downing you, and I have, I receive your position, and I will have to say this: when we, when we were burying Mike Brown, when we were burying Trayvon, the number one recant for most non-African American people was that we got some issues ourselves, that we kill each other ourselves, that we're disrespectful ourselves. I say that's an excuse. I know that it is a truth, but this ain't got shit to do with what we're doing in the wrong, our attitudes with each other. This, this, what we're dealing with right now is another nation, a whole other ethnicity of persons, a whole gamut, an international, because the government is far-reaching past your state and city, if you are not aware. And whatever is accepted from state to state to state becomes a norm. And in government, whatever becomes a rule of thumb becomes basically how we govern ourselves and what the expectation of the other states are to uh, follow. So this has nothing to do with our private community of black people issues. I, I'm not saying it's not related, but this is not our fault. Like what's happening right now is not our fault, and I need that to be very clear from my standpoint. But I respectfully, uh, you know, understand where you're coming from. Ninety nine fifteen, are you there? And can you hear me? Nine nine one five. Yes, I'm here. Okay, how? Okay, this is a female voice. I'm trying to understand if you have the same response that I have when you see uh, these mothers, because one of the very uh, common, and and I haven't found this to be totally true of every black death. I had started a a line of names that had to do with uh, black death, black male death, to the hand of either law enforcement in some way or the police in particular. And most of these cases ended up being homes where the victim did not have a father or or a male presence, which is what speaks into the last caller's, uh, you know, position. But do you think that this is an expectancy that black women are just going to have to start to expect that our sons – you know, do, are we supposed to raise our sons some way different? Because th- there are black men on this phone tonight who are present and available and so that they understand that there's a, a issue. But what do you say as a black uh, mom, I think I can hear children in the background? Yeah, that, that's actually them singing. And being the mother of two sons, I always try to uh, do my level best and do due diligence to let them know to always be respectful first, regardless to who's doing what. But should I expect this to be the norm and 
to somehow raise my sons different? I don't think so. I um I raised my sons very old fashioned. I raised them to be men first. Um, like my dad was. A lot of um the upbringings that I you know received when I was growing up, I still hold those near and dear to my heart today. So, you know, even being an adult, when I encounter a situation, I bring my kids in and I say, okay, in life, when you come across this, this is how you should handle it. Don't, you know, they always say, well, you can talk to a child and tell them every day what they should do, but they're going to learn by example. I've learned that. So I tell them what they should do, and I also do my level best to put that example out there for them. But it, it, it frightens me. It really frightens me that now we're having so many more male deaths uh, at the hand of law enforcement that when my son leaves the house, my oldest, when he leaves the house to go anywhere, I always tell him, make sure you got everything that you need in your car, your driver's license, your registration, your insurance. Don't have anything that would be questionable in the car. Don't drive fast. If you get pulled over, you know, at least put on your flashers to let the policeman know that you're going to pull over. We live in South, you know, South Mobile County. So if it's dark, Put your flashers on to let him know you're going to go to somewhere where it's lighter. Because, yes, I'm afraid for my sons, but I'm not going to raise them any way different. And I hope that, you know, that they see what's going on in the world. Because I tell them every day it's too many of our young men dying for senseless reasons. And, you know, it's very disheartening to look at the news and see someone else, you know, dead for no reason. Um and it frightens me. I've got one that's 21 and one that's 10. That's a big gap. So if it's this way now for my 21-year-old son, imagine what it'll be like when my 10-year-old gets 21. And that frightens me. And, and let me tell you, I, I, I felt the same amount of disgust because I saw immediately of my son and I saw the pictures of the mothers over the caskets and all. But, you know, I res- and again, I respectfully agree with everything that you have to say, but all of the murders that we're talking about had shit to do with a cop, had shit to do with license and registration. I mean, Eric... Uh, let's see, it was Eric, no, it was Walter Scott who had the outed light, but the traffic event had subsided. That, that issue had already subsided. Uh, Mike Brown wasn't in no damn car no more. He, was on the, he wasn't even in a car. He was on the sidewalk is when he was killed. Eric Garner, too, was on a sidewalk. So I, I can appreciate the incidents leading up to these deaths being addressed. I mean, Ricky Smiley even had uh, a show the day after this video went viral of uh, the Walter Scott killing and had us all print out all of the things that you must do while driving black pretty much is what it was. He didn't say it like that, but that's how I'm saying it. And that's great to have. But even in that, these deaths are still occurring. So, Moan Antonio and my friend, 8092, your mics are open. Uh, my girl, 9915, I'm going to open your mic back up. You had a little bit of 
feedback, but I want to go ahead and get the guys to tell us what we can do because um, driving, we can address all of the, the, the legal stuff with regard to driving while black. We can also address not stealing and doing things like that, but we're going to have to be a little bit more definitive. And the answer is because a bullet is not stopping it. I mean, even this latest uh, killing, Eric Harris, put the gun that he was trying to sell to this officer back into the car, realizing that he was, you know, going to be in trouble, and started to run. And I'm waiting on somebody to next day just tell black children not to damn run, which is ridiculous, which is pretty ridiculous. Like, retreating um, is just a natural response, and in retreating, Eric Harris is dead, uh, Eric Garner couldn't even get away dead, Trayvon Martin is dead, and the, the nobody's addressing the reasons as to why the answer to the black man is a gun. Antonio Moan in 8092, does anybody have any suggestions? Because right now we're still at the same point we were before the show started. We, we, I need some assistance on a male perspective of what we're going to do. Moan, let's start with you. What can we actually do? that's going to help prevent this happening, let's say particularly in your community. Mo, what what can you do? Mo, take yourself off of mute. Okay. Antonio, are you there? <laughs> yeah, I'm still here. Okay, tell me what's um, going on where you mm-hmm. are. I can hear you now, Mon. Is that you? I can hear you now. Go yeah. ahead, and then after he finishes, we'll come to you, Antonia. Okay. Uh, like uh, I'm, I'm in Philly, so uh, we are very proactive up here as far as like when an incident like this occurs, uh, we take to the streets very fast. Uh, from what I try to encourage is every everybody in the community. Everybody that's black, get involved. Uh, it's funny to me how some 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 of our brothers and sisters feel like they are immune to this because they got a certain status in you know the white man's world, and you know uh, a lot of times they are used against us when we are trying to fight certain injustice like this. Uh, as long as we have that, it'll be an uphill battle. Uh, we got to address this as a whole, no matter what status you are. Like, Jay-Z should be talking about it. Beyonce should be talking about it. Uh, you know, Kevin Hart should be talking about it, like, showing their disgust, because I know they're disgusted, but they they consider their status, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And, uh-huh. you know, that would hold us back. That that Because it's the voice, it's the voice that need to be heard, but, mm-hmm. you know, with just just regular people in, in neighborhoods, it, it's hard for them to get heard unless it's a camel, unless it goes viral, unless everybody around the world hears about it, you know what I'm saying? Just like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. a lot of these cases, uh, especially the one in North Carolina, could could completely go a different direction if nobody was there to film it. The recording, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, and I have to. I think it's a, a quasi fear. I think it's a, 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 and I say that because uh, 
when it comes to executing us, there's no fear. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I posted a, um, another event, uh, incident that happened where a cop jumped on the hood of a car and just shot 15 rounds into a car, killing two black men. You know what I'm saying? Like, they have no fear. But the, the fear comes from uh, the propaganda that they want to fuel, you know, this society and justify those killings. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. and uh, it it, it got to be a collective voice from the whole black community. It can't just be, you know, everyday citizens just going out there marching, you know, uh, having protests mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Uh, it has to be the whole the whole black community. Antonio, um, <clears throat> I would say um, just on an individual level, you know, if I, I don't have any any kids at this point, but if I did, if I had a son, I would just be honest with him uh, when he's of age or as he becomes of age, inform him that there don't look for equality, um, don't look for mm. things to be fair. Um, there's going to be double standards in everything you do in life with race, with interactions between women when you're dating, the whole nine yards, everything has a something that's not going to just work out evenly for both parties. Mm. So with that being said, you, you're going to have to work a little bit harder. You're going to have to be a little bit smarter. You're going to have to come off a little bit more sharp than the average person or the average white individual uh, in order to mm-hmm. be considered. So, and when you interact with the cop, it's a certain tone that you're going to have to use. It's a certain body language you're going to have to be aware of that you're going to be using. It, it's going to require more from you, and that is the situation as it stands. And I think that's a fight for equality. I think it's a fight that we could have, but I, I'm not sure if it'll be that fruitful because what we're really talking about here is just people that don't have the mindset to be, to be fair about things. And if, mm-hmm. I really don't think you can change a mindset with debate and discussion. I'm not quite sure if that's the way to, to do it uh, and the way to really be effective. I mean, if, if I'm a kid and I'm going through, you know, uh, high school and college and everything else, what would be more practical for me is to understand that there is a double standard and I, I will be slighted um, and that comes with my skin color as it stands right now. Um, and accept it. And once you kind of accept that and find a way to process it and deal with it in, you know, non-inflammatory, non-violent ways and interact with it, I think that you would be better off in, in managing your environment that way. But I do, because I personally, and I, I'm glad nothing happened, but I, I had an incident with the police when I was uh, about 20 years old and which they all threw down and pulled guns out on me. And the only... And it was just a, it, it was a traffic stop. Um, but the only thing that saved me in the moment when all the guns came out was the fact that someone did tell me. You know, I had, like, older guys in the hood that would just talk to me and say, hey, man, if you get stopped by the cops, here's what you do with your hands. Here's what you don't do. Here's what you do. And they would just lay it on me all the time. And they did this throughout my teenage years. And this was back in the mid and early 90s. When I stopped that car, everything that they had told me, I didn't even give it that much thought until that moment. Everything they told me came right back to mind, and I knew how to engage accordingly, and I'm able to have this conversation with you now. 
So mm-hmm. if I were a white guy, maybe that that wouldn't have happened. Maybe they the cop would have let me pass. You know, but that's not the situation. So me being informed about my environment is what's going to be more productive for me and learning how to navigate through that environment and not just calling out what's not fair and what's unjust and what I don't like and what other people need to do and what they need to change in their mindset in order to make life for me a little bit easier. It's more about what do I need to do in order to make my life easier, given the situation that I have here right now in front of me. It almost kind of sort of sounds like that you're saying rather than a collective uh, responsibility that you're having an individual responsibility, which kind of works, but I'll just tell y'all later how I feel about both of those. But uh, my other caller, <laughs> 8092, what have you to say about what we can do? Because we've got almost, if I'm hearing correctly, a collective uh, move of black people will be required for this to change uh, versus individual responsibility for what's happening in your immediate world to be a change. What do you suggest? Uh, yes. Uh, by the way, my name is uh, Brother E. Uh, if you call me Brother E. But um, my uh, suggestion is, is actually on the uh, uh, kind of general, and it, it's a start. Uh, we have people mm-hmm. out protesting. We have those who, who are able to protest and others. You know, uh, you have those who actually fight. Uh, you have those who are conscious and preach. <laughs> you have those who are conscious and profit. That's always up in your face. You, you can't, you know, uh, and that's good because what that is, uh, well, I mean, regardless of, what, you know, uh, uh, what they teach and feel, you know, the truth. One thing I do uh, like about all those people is that they do uh, preach unity. But as far as on the individual level and on the everyday level, uh, whether you're part of a program, a group, a, a brown town clique, a brown town camp, uh, a brown town radio show, brown town anything, uh, when you wake up in the morning, uh, you see someone who is a brown town and needs help, help them out. Show, uh, uh, show love towards your, your people. Show love towards your neighbors. If you have a car and, and your neighbor doesn't, if you see them walking to wherever, pick them up. You see a brother that, that needs change or a sister that needs change, I don't give a care if he's at your face every day. You give what you can and, you you know, you give. Showing love is the first step. Uh, one of the things they uh, that the, I heard a brother say about propaganda, one thing is for you, no matter how much propaganda they put out there for the killing each other, uh, of course, they want to rouse us up, so they're going to put uh, videos of the police uh, killing us uh, in the street to pretty much arouse us up. But <clears throat> out of all the propaganda, uh, and that includes when they uh, put on the news or, or put out there uh, as far as our uh, own beef that, you know, our individual brothers and sisters have, which I would, you know, uh, Hopefully, showing all that at the end, excuse me, as far as the black on black crime bill. But uh, uh, learn how to treat your people. Uh, respect the person. Uh, no matter what they do, who they are, 
what you think they may do, what you think they, you know, what you think they may be, uh, respect the people. Uh, so that when an incident like this, or if an incident like this happens again, because uh, right now people are trained, and I'll say this about mankind, mankind is trained to just sit back and watch as if it's a movie going on. Uh, uh, a lot of us sit back I and mean, watch and just, I'm sorry. But my no, part, I, 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 uh, uh-uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Love towards people. That's the first step, and then uh, you'll be able to have those who were, uh, excuse me, who will uh, uh, help you with your plan, help you with your goals to this, uh, uh, to the ultimate kingdom of us, a brown time. <laughs> you know, but until then, we got to show love. I'm sorry. I got a question to to you guys because all of, and I'm I am not trying to incite violence. I'm not. And I, I have said it before. I think it's because my grandmother always told me that, um, and the, yes, uh, my girlfriend, yes, this is my grandmother. They used to play the piano at the church. This is the grandmother I'm speaking about. She said sometimes things don't move until blood spill on both sides. It, 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 and that is, I mean, we're a nation about war. We're a nation um, who is about supposedly defending its own. But we're we're killing each other right here if we are collectively going to accept being all American. But at the same time, a very the minorities of this little America are being targeted. And our response is to respect each other. Our response is to get gain some personal identity and responsibility with each other um, and to collectively get together. I've said before, and I think I told Mom this, I know I've said this on my Facebook page before, um, black people collectively, and I'm in that group, so I'm talking about me too, like we wait very patiently on a leader to tell us what to do, up and until it meets you at your front door. Um, I, unfortunately, have been, uh, you know, one of the family members of someone murdered before. I had a cousin of mine who was brutally murdered, and the death penalty was not a big issue before that because it was something that wasn't related to me. Um, I have also been involved in domestic violence. So it didn't bother me that she was coming to work limping every day because it was not something that was related to me. Um, how many more black boys will have to die before we start realizing that this is actually related to us just because we have the same color skin? I'm saying that that is the truth. And if you don't see that there is a pattern to what's happening when it starts to spill over into other communities of people, which we've already seen that exposed. I think if if you've all seen the posts in uh, different social sites where there was an Indian guy who was not at a traffic stop. There wasn't even a traffic stop because this was an un uh, un uh, uniformed guy who decided to just you hate on this Indian, and that immediately started to get answers. Within almost 48 hours, just uh, cussing out, basically, to an Indian turned into an immediate removal of office and an investigation, whereas we have to be sealed, guts and all, out on the pavement, recorded, 
tweet it out and go viral and dead in the ground before anybody really pays any attention. And now it's spilling over into the white community. But before that, let me tell you something else that's happening. This is going to become a black female issue. Okay, because there's not going to be very many more black males that are going to be able to be affected by that. Collectively, we have an even bigger problem, and I think that is what Buddy was trying to tell us earlier, is that this is effective on on, on a familial uh, way. Ain't gonna be in, 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 in layman's terms, ain't going to be no black people if we keep going at the rate that we're going. There won't be any black people because you cannot have black children without what? A black man. Yeah, we can have our babies with other people and other men and other cultures, but we will be birthing we will be birthing a non African American seed if that happens. And it's reinforced all over the place. People call me a black panther. I am not a black panther. I just know what I'm made out of and to me I can see the writing on the wall. Some people don't even see that. Is there something common that uh, you guys see in all of these cases? Uh, I, I, I put up a picture, which was kind of eerie, that someone sent to me, and it was a side-by-side of Mike Brown uh, being shot in the road and just this uh, Walter Scott, and they put them side-by-side. It was almost the same uh, look I mean, of course, the scenarios as to how those both men came to death were different, but it was almost the same. Then we look at Eric Harris, who was shot by this senior citizen who shouldn't have never been out there. He gets shot, and it's the same. A man on his belly, face to the ground, hands behind his back in the most submissive way that you can put a person Um do, does anybody else see some of the common themes that are being shown? And I'm not sure who said propaganda, but I think this is not on purpose. I don't think that this is a mistake. I don't think that it's a mistake that they're letting this be shown over and over and over again because it changes the theme of how we react and respond. Um, Antonio, Buddy, or Mo, what are uh, you? Yeah, this- per- Go ahead. Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't want to say propaganda, and uh, you know you you you're definitely uh, right. Um, I just I it's we have to look at it as a threat, no different than um, law enforcement uh, look at us as a threat. We have mm-hmm. to. Uh, It's, it's, it's like it's like the nature, it's like the common nature in, 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 in people where you know that you have an enemy. You know, mm-hmm. I think that is uh, kind of one of the reasons why it, black people are so hesitant uh, in this day and time to react, whether it's violently or it uh, uh, just just verbally. Mm-hmm. You know, it, during you know before we got to the to to, to the modern times, like back in the seventies and stuff like that, we knew who the enemy was. We all had mm-hmm. that common enemy. Therefore, mm-hmm. we 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 felt the same in trying to eliminate that enemy or or, or come from under oppression. Mm-hmm. It, it goes back to what I said earlier about you know having that collective. Uh, uh, 
that voice or that that or that insight. Like we have that same enemy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. you know it's just everyday people that's getting attacked attack like that. You know right. who said who said tomorrow it cannot be me? <laughs> you know it, uh, right. the, it, it's, it's uh, about the uh, the black brother uh, Peterson in Chester, uh, New Jersey, where the cop asked uh, told him to show him his registration. And when he does so, or his wallet, or his ID, when he does so, the cop react and say, "Oh, he got a gun." He, he was basically doing what he, the cop, what the cop asked him to do, but still, right. the cop felt a need to execute him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And uh, mm-hmm. uh, we got to look at that kind. We got to we got to face it as a con, common enemy. We don't want some some of us got white friends. Some of us. Work for white bosses and stuff like that, and uh-huh. we feel that we don't want to cross that line where we don't want them to look at us funny. But yo, uh-huh. this is the system that we're in. Uh-huh. This, this is the system. And I'm gonna in. say this: I I, I had a, a guy um, just today. Um, he I I don't know if he was telling the truth or not. He said um, I want to be on your show, and I have uh, my, I have a long long uh, friendship with Dick Gregory. And if anybody knows Dick Gregory, like, he would have blew this show out the water because he would have shut us all down and told us how stupid we was and how we need to <laughs> stop all this talking and really do something. So I was like, oh, you know, Dick Gregory. Then as soon as we got okay with that positioning, then he said that, um, you know, he felt the, the need to post something on my page that just was Afrocentric, and I say, quote, unquote, it was black. Uh, it had something to do with the movement, the struggle. And, okay, I was born in 1973, okay? That doesn't take away from the people who were born before me, and it doesn't take away from the people who were born after me. But there are black people in all of those age groups that I don't care when you were born, that there's some deficits with the way that we're treated in this country, period. I mean, that's just a given. And to act as if that's not the truth is to lie to yourself, is to disrespect who has had the struggle, who has died for it, and these right. guys who we are not related to, but in essence, these are our brothers because they look just like our sons. Like they are the same people on paper as as far as the government or anybody else is concerned. So when we start separating ourselves out like we're not of the same, like, you know, I, I, I can start talking like I'm in Hoover. I live in Hoover, Alabama. I live in Hoover. Hoover is supposed to be this suburb where nothing ever happens and people are all lottie dotty. But when the shit hits the fan, I am the black girl, okay? And it's there. It never has to be spoken. You, can, I can say that the truth of whether I'm at my job or if I'm at the grocery store or if I'm at church, no matter where I am, I am a black person, okay? You can call me a, 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 a mulatto. You can call me a light-skinned. You can call me whatever you want to call me. But when it all comes down to bare basics, you're either black or you're not, okay? And all of the people who are not black fall into the not, and they don't have the same issues. And this particular issue we're talking about tonight Ain't no getting around it. 
So, you know, it, it puzzles me when people want to, and it doesn't mean I hate white people. That's the other thing. Like, I have, I have friends who have defriended me. I have one friend that I think is the reason why I got hacked on um, on Facebook because she's like, you're always talking about black issues. Well, what the hell would you like for me to talk about when I am? Like, I'm not saying everybody go get you an AK-47 and let's go blow up some white bills, some white people's bills. I'm not saying that at all. As a matter of fact, I'm saying the very opposite of that. I'm saying that black people need to be concerned with issues that affect them and their children. And if you think that by trying to assimilate and to get into these groups and clubs and communities and all this other stuff, that that's going to make you acceptable, no, it's going to make you probably one of the last ones that get to feel the full effect of this. You know what I'm saying? Like when I tell you one one thing that we do do very, very, uh, like we will back each other even when you dead ass wrong. Like the biggest example of how we can come together when we see the opportunity to, even if we don't believe you have done the right thing, is OJ. And this was the biggest turncoat in the world. He hadn't been black for about eight, eight years. But when he was in, when he was getting ready to go to jail, when he was riding down the interstate in the white Bronco, when he was doing all the things, he was having, people didn't even have to know what your political affiliation was, didn't have to know who you were. They saw you as a black person who was in representation of this black man. That's how strongly the identification is, and we forget that. But when it comes to something, and and O.J. Simpson put himself in that situation and him and his friends in that situation, and as soon as he got in that trouble, everything black, white, purple, green, and orange got out of town and was gone, and he was there by himself when, when he messed up. Now, when he won, it was good. But when he was wrong, it was gone. But I'm just showing you the difference between the power of just, just you ain't even got to, some of it you don't have to do, but you do have to show up. Like you do have to show up with at least saying that a wrong is a wrong. It's sickened me to see this mm-hmm. CNN uh, video with this guy who wanted to say that this was not murder, and they got the most. And, of course, it was Fox, and anybody who knows me knows that I'm just anti-Fox. If they try to give me a job, I would probably just try to get tweeted to death saying, no, I do not want a job by Fox because y'all just ain't right. Like, y'all just try so hard to annihilate the black man's character as much as you can, and they go and they get the day after this thing goes viral, they go and get a legitimate – yeah, yeah. They, they went and got a legitimate, uh, a legitimate spokesperson for a black community service, but he was also a litigator. They put him in a split screen with a guy who is basically just Mark trying Man. to get famous. Did you see it? Did somebody see it? Biden. I couldn't watch Biden. the whole thing. I couldn't watch Man. the whole thing because it hurt. It hurt, mm-hmm. it hurt yeah. me to yeah. see another black man co-sign what is just basically a death. Like one of the things that we used to have uh, very strongly exhibited in the black community is the fact that when you was wrong, 
we're going to just go and tell you you're wrong. We might not tell it. We might not squeal. That's one of the whole things why people don't, black people don't like police is because they'll twist it to their advantage and not be fair about the punishment. We don't hate, I don't, first, let me not speak for nobody else. Does anybody really just not like the police? Uh, like they're anti, they're anti <laughs> <laughs> Who don't like the police? <laughs> I don't like the police. I don't like the police, but I, I respect right. order. I don't mind the thought. I just don't like the police. That's all right. <laughs> yeah, I, I, can deal with, I can deal with authority. I don't like the policemen because I see it too often here. They use their position um, the wrong way. Um, something as simple as this, let's just say this, and this is so trivial, but I see it and it, it irks my nerve. If we're at a traffic light and there's a lot of people at the traffic light, what in hell you need to put your sirens on to get through the traffic light for? And then once you get through the traffic light, you turn your lights off and you just cruise on down the street. What is that? Well, let me t- that, I, let me tell you why. Let me tell you why they do that. Let me tell you why they do that. It's because ain't nobody going to uh, account for that. Nobody goes no, and I've actually called in. I've actually called in to our local police station, given the car number and all I can get off the car, told them where this was happening at. And, you know, it's just like dead silence on the phone as if they're to say, well, what do you want me to do? I mean, I want you to do something about this because if they would take, you know, um, uh, the the word just left me, if they would take privileges in something so menial as that, what makes me Mm -hmm. think that they won't take privilege with Mm -hmm. something like my life? I saw a video where a policeman pulled, and it was on Facebook, it had gone viral. A policeman had pulled over one of his own unbeknownst to him, the guy was in an undercover car, dark tinted mm-hmm. windows. He pulled him over. Right. He was giving him pure hell until mm-hmm. he asked for his ID. When that dude pulled out, the, the policeman in the car, when he pulled out his ID, he said, he telling him. now the guy in the car was, you know, feminine on his, his camera, his phone. Mm-hmm. When he pulled out mm-hmm. his ID and, and gave it to the guy, the he pulled him over for... Uh, Tenant windows and windows. About, uh, yeah, and it was something else. But the guy, there was something about a turn. The guy, you could hear it was like he deflated so far down. Now, if you mm-hmm. don't do this for a routine stop, if it's something more serious, I mean, mm-hmm. my respect level is not where it used to be because there's too much foolery going on. And I'm not saying everybody is guilty of this. You know, and I don't stereotype, so I, I just look at every case individualized. That guy was dead wrong. He called in. Mm-hmm. The guy in the car had him to call in for that dude's supervisor. Now, he's mm-hmm. outside in the rain calling in for his supervisor. Now, if you're putting – and the guy made a legitimate point. If you're calling for my supervisor, you go get back in your car – he videoed and showed where the policeman that was behind him, you could see where he turned off his flashing lights, and the policeman that had pulled him over pulled off on a side road, got from behind the car that he had pulled over and pulled off on the side road and was in his trunk rummaging around. 
what is that about? Now, I wasn't there, but just uh-huh. what I could see on the guy's video, that was iffy uh-huh. and not that was uh-huh. not something in that wasn't just right. That didn't job right. And I'm like, well, if let you me can tell you something. If you can do all of that, but let me tell you what the – do you know what the qualifications of being a police officer are? Does anybody? It's very minimal. My son checked into that, and I told him let me no. Let tell you what it is. a policeman right now. Normally, all you need is a high school diploma to qualify at the police academy. And the police academy is usually just a series of testing that has to do with physicality, thinking on the spot types of things. But a lot more in the defense of the police officers, because I don't want none of my friends who listen who are police officers to call and cuss me out and tell me how many degrees they got. Most of them have (laughs) two to four-year degrees, but it has does not have to have anything to do with law enforcement or public service. Now, some of them do have uh, criminal justice degrees. Actually, I dated a guy who is always featured on Birmingham's finest first floor to eight, but I got more degrees than he got. But he gets to tote a gun and go undercover and do all of this. I mean, it's a very, very... A serious uh, level of expectation with very minimal uh, degrees of uh, expertise. Most of these uh, events that have happened with these uh, recent killings, and I'm saying the ones recent with uh, Mike Brown, Eric Garner, Eric Harris, these guys haven't been on the force seven years yet, most of them. Most Mm -hmm. of them hadn't been on the force long enough to even be out in authority, and all they were doing is some very routine stops, almost as if there's a quota. Like they have to do. I don't know how they do it. I asked. I had talked to one of my police officer friends right before the show started. He said he was going to call. He said he was going to conversate with me, but he had a shift that started at ten. And I understand. And I'm not trying to say that there is there are not good cops. I'm not saying that there are not good police officers. I'm not saying that there are nice things to happen, but I can remember being in high school, and that was a long time ago, people saying that the cops were dirty, that the cops would do certain things to our boys that they wouldn't do to the boys who was up on Krebs Avenue in Pascagoula, Mississippi, where the whole whole downtown area was flooded with white people, drinking, underage, all kind of stuff. Two black boys come out on the corner over there where we live, and it's uh, a SWAT team, and they weren't doing nothing. I mean, honestly, they weren't doing anything. So I do believe that there is a certain level of a risk of just being black. And I think we've talked a little bit about um, the situations that we can change, some of the uh, things that we possibly can't. And um, is there anything anybody wants to say before we take a quick commercial break and I just go in? Because I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to, um, I really wanted, I told my girlfriend, she got a gun. So I think I need to go to the range. She said, nope, Sharon, I don't think you need to because you're a little bit too angry and you're a little bit too impassioned. Like you just waiting on somebody to do something so you can pull the trigger. And I'm just doing what they're doing. But uh, anybody have anything to say? Before we leave the show tonight, Mom, uh, Ursula, I said your name, Buddy and Antonio. Okay. 
No. Uh, uh, One of the reasons why I hate uh, police is because uh, who, who, who gives the authority to say that their life is more valuable than anyone else's? You know what I'm saying? It's like uh, if I kill, you know, an everyday citizen, you know, I'll probably get like 14 years. But if you kill a cop, I mean, then it's justified because you reacted the same way they they reacted. You reacted. You you feared for your life. So you reacted before the officer, and the officer's life is now in jeopardy. When it comes to that, you will get fired. I mean, like, your life is not regarded as more important than an officer's when, you know, they're just everyday citizens with a badge and a gun. I, that's why I don't like police. <laughs> and the only time else? I like cops is when I call them. Hey, I, I ain't calling them. <laughs> yeah, I try to avoid I that. Ain't. I probably won't call them. <laughs> yeah, I won't even call them. Hey, I ain't calling them. They're going to have to show up because I'm cutting up so bad. I'm not calling them. I've called 911 a couple times, and they even ask too many damn questions. Like, I could be dead by the time you get through getting my bio. Like, I'm not really yeah. feeling you. I'm I'm not. Like, I want you on the call. And basically, if you listen to some of these shows, and I'm rambling now, if you listen to some of these shows, like First 48, uh, cops and stuff, when they get a call, people who are used to calling the police tell them the thing that's going to get somebody moving. I heard some gunshots and somebody is laying in the street, click, and they there in like five, ten minutes. In the right area code and phone number, they'll be there. But all it, it could be over in Greystone, which is the upper echelon of the Birmingham area over where some of the, you know, celebrities have their homes and stuff like that in town. Baby, the police stay over there. Ain't nothing finna pop off over there. So whether you black, white, or whatever, they have an investment on keeping certain things from not happening. I'm wondering if we just have lost our investment potential for this country, and now it's okay for people to just be mowing us down. Buddy or Antonio, I'm sorry, that was, well, I think it was Antonio, Buddy, and Ursula, either one of you have anything to say, or before uh, Mom give us any of his contact information? No, I'll just that um, Okay, let's go with Buddy first, Antonio, and then ladies always at the end to top it off, Ursula. Okay. Thank you. Forgive me, sis, uh, brother, for interrupting you. But uh, uh, two points real quick. Imagine a, a, a land, this land, where you wake up in the morning and uh, uh, there is no no, no uh, enemy. <clears throat> that uh, when you wake in the morning, instead of you getting your morning coffee, let's say you're late for work, uh, you walk down the street and it just so happens somebody has two coffees in their hand to give to you. Brown town. Uh, uh, kind of, we have to start uh, thinking that way. And as far as uh, uh, not just receiving on the receiving end, but uh, give and show love to the people. You can't trust a fight with anybody if you don't uh, love them enough to fight for them or to lay your life on the line for them. Uh, second point, 
as far as uh, 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 the, the cops deal. Sometimes you got to remind the cops that uh, they on shift and not just getting smart like you on shift, but every now and then you got to talk to them to let them know to snap up out of it, you know what I'm saying? And as far as the the, the pattern that you recognize, this, which is what my uh, point was, my, my original point was, uh, it's something going on that that uh, they're trying to arouse us up. What I believe is a lot of these brothers and sisters, like the conscious brothers and sisters, are realizing, and as they go and research uh, who we are, they're finding out that uh, we are indigenous to this land, and it, it, it's not a slow, it's not as a slow wake up as it was back in the 40s, 50s, and 60s. It's actually waking up even more now in liaison of what's been going on in our community. And once again, going back to the fear, uh, uh, to the topic, yes, they fear us. They fear a black land, a brown land. They fear brown town. Only, not because of the fact that they think that we're going to uh, uh, rule this, run this, and, and, and everybody, you know, got their own, and you don't mess with me, I don't mess with you. But they honestly believe that we're going to do to them what their ancestors done to us. And as this wake-up process is going on and, and pushing like a wildfire, uh, as this wake-up process is going on, uh, the, the enemy of uh, uh, murder and kill, uh, that project is going on at the same time and it's been ramped up, which is why, uh, kind of be careful what clicks you, and I mean on this earth, uh, speaking as far as on this earth, kind of be careful what societies, what clicks that you place yourself with because uh, you never know that might be a time to where you may get that phone call to be lying dead in the street just to prove a point or just to uh, be used as a weapon against your own people, Brown Town, and your own mankind, mankind. You know, uh, there is something on this earth that hates mankind and wants to destroy mankind, and that project has been going on since mankind has been on this earth. Let's not forget now. But, and that's all I have to say. Peace and love, peace. Brown Town. Thank you. Antonio? I lost my thought. It went away. You lost your thought. <laughs> Yeah. Don't you let me, take it back. <laughs> take it back. Take it back. Okay, and Miss Ursula, before Mom give us gives us his information where he can be contacted. Ursula. I appreciate I appreciate everything the brother said prior to me and Antonio losing his thought. Uh, the only thing that I can say is um, in the absence of law enforcement, there will be sheer and utter chaos. So we do need that, but it needs to be fair and just across the board. How do we reach that? It's a work in progress, and I know we've established that. And I don't think there will ever be uh, equality in that, just as I don't think it will be equality for us as a people in many things, this is just another one of those things. But um, I think it's just something that we'll have to continue to deal with, live with, and do the best uh, do the best of our ability to stay on the right side of the law and do our due diligence to make sure that we are um, 
you know, always in the right place or doing right by ourselves, not necessarily by anybody else. Because um, I, I won't say that that's for another day, but I agree with what the brother said before me. So um, it's a struggle, and by and by we'll understand it better, by and by. So that's Antonio. all I have to It didn't come back. It didn't come back. Well, we're going to just chop you up to hell the Alzheimer's. Mom, do you have some contact information you want to share with the people? Uh, yeah, I could be easily contacted uh, on Facebook. Um, Mon writes, uh, one of the organizations that I actively uh, participate is uh, Silly Stand Up. You go to sillystandup.com, and it's basically trying to, you know, tackle all the flaws, the defaults, and the injustice of the justice system, where, which I don't really like saying equality because I, I feel like that is kind of like a a, a, a utopia a delusion, but, you know, where we won't get as, we avoid, you know what I'm saying, the oppression and, you know, the uh, the attacks uh, from law enforcement and things like that. Um I, I definitely feel like, man, uh, the time is overdue. Uh, like me and you was uh, speaking earlier, Empress, uh, I just feel like uh, we surpassed us now. Back when the uh, Rodney King beating, you know, once we got the verdict, once the verdict came back to those cops being, you know, uh, 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 not found guilty, we, we went to hell. You know what I'm saying? We, we, mm-hmm. we just uh, turned shit up. And it looked like, you know, that was over a beating. But now we, we're getting executed, assassinated, and we don't, we haven't done nothing, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, uh, I, I, I definitely is not advocating violence uh, totally. I'm more about an overall, you know, a progression where we will uh, uh, improve the conditions overall not just here in this country, but all over the world, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it takes uh, um, uh, resistance against um, this type of oppressive system, but it also takes, you know, uh, us collectively uh, coordinating our, our skills and, you know, being business-minded business and, you know, diversifying ourselves so we can... Uh, grow as a people, grow as a race, you know, go back to that status that we once had in this world where, you know, everyone looked towards us for innovation, for uh, civility, for answers, for justice, for medical, whatever, you know what I'm saying? We need, we need to get back to that level. And, you know, it, it, it takes a collective uh, effort from all of us. Well, Thank you so much for that short snippet. And then Even though the it. Empire was born out of my personal experience and endeavors, the Empress welcomes everyone into the Empire. If you would like to be a guest, a co-host, or simply want to suggest a topic to be discussed, contact me by email at EmpressCooperDavison at gmail.com or by my website at www.TheEmpress.com. I'm here. I'm you. Okay. Like, I'm so all over it. I promise y'all. Um, I just couldn't talk the other night because it was just it hurt too bad because I take I, I sometimes take the burdens of everybody black 
as if they mess it with me. And actually, I think that's the way it should be. I think we should be responsible for each other individually, uh, being responsible uh, collectively, everybody being individually responsible changes the way that people respond to us. Uh, someone said earlier about the way that, you know, uh, the, the police respond to us. It's just not, it's just what they do now. Like they, they are just mowing us down with bullets in the field, you know, and it's no different from them snatching us from slave block and snatching us from our families. Now, if the black man isn't being wrongfully imprisoned or given, like these damn teachers, they got this time when Ivy League cheating has gone on forever, uh, we have just looked the other way consistently. But now while we look in, they're pulling out guns and they're killing our babies. I read a story long time, I would say long time ago, I think it's been a year ago, of a little black boy who was committing a burglary, and he broke into a sheriff's home. He shot the sheriff's dog who had been deputized. That child is serving more time than any of these people probably will ever. I mean, we have yet to get a conviction of any sort, and the idea is that it's more. It's kind of probable. Um, I hope to God it doesn't happen because I don't know what's going to happen in those cities. I mean, we saw what happened in Ferguson, and Ferguson is still in an uproar. But if this cop uh, gets off after pumping six bullets into this man but trying for eight, he missed two. Uh, he had he had six total shots. Two were fatal which means they severed something of major organ. It probably went straight through the heart or lung because he never did move again, Um, but those were the two that killed him. But he, he just went at him like he was at target practice. And if you think that this is not on purpose to show us this, so much so that we don't even blink, we don't even blink anymore when we hear about missing children. You know why? It's because we saw children, damn it, on the back of milk cartons for a while. They showed it to us so often that when they were missing, we just knew that's what it was. They started doing that uh, with other types of issues that they want us to just be kind of numb about. we doing this shit, but you're not going to pay a whole lot of attention to it because you see it so much and it doesn't even move you. My Stomach can't take another video, so don't send them to me. What I want to say is to do this. There is absolutely, in every, everywhere that we are, I think we're in Georgia, Philadelphia, Texas, I don't know that area code, California. We got like five different uh, areas of the world where black people are. Like we every damn well, just in case you don't know, we're everywhere. And this is not isolated. This is happening everywhere. I can remember the conversations of us having, me going back and forth with guys up in New York and New Jersey saying, that's some shit they do down there in the South, and, baby, they killing and they choking out of death right on the corner for selling damn cigarettes. 
videoing the whole thing and nobody's doing anything. I'm not asking you to put yourself in the line of fire. What I'm asking you to do is to become intolerant, intolerant to a point where when you see injustice that you make some type of move. Some of the moves don't even have to be huge. When we got ready to uh, elect Barack Obama, a lot of people, just because he was black, I happened to follow the man when he first went on to the campaign trail. So I just liked his agenda versus what we already had. That's the only reason why. It wasn't like the greatest, and I truly did not expect that he would win, but he did. Why? Because he used the same tool that's used against him. He finds a way to just continue to press the point, regardless of if you think they're listening or not. It can be as simple as if you see another damn cop run a red light, write down the tag number, and go up to the precinct and tell them. There has to be a record some kind of way. See, some of our records uh, now are being already trying to be wiped out. They've already started to try to pass a law in Ferguson, if I'm not mistaken. I'm mistaken. It might be Philadelphia, but one of the states is already trying to pass a law to say that if you don't have the permission of a police officer, that you cannot video without that permission or it can't be used as admission. You know why? Because we have uncovered some shit, and they know that there's more of that out there. There's an orchestration of this happening. And it's not, I wasn't surprised to see the black cop come right behind the man who shot Walter Scott to death and do nothing. You know why? Because it's been let and let and let. And damn it, he know that this motherfucker could have turned the gun on him and shot him and called in, oh, this was a shootout and, you know, now Mr. Walter Scott has shot an officer down, officer down. I, I'm not I'm not trying to make that happen. This is a exact possibility of what is happening in the world. People have said this all the time. I just posted to my Facebook page an officer who just recently started serving time for having plenty evidence for years that people were saying stealing money at drug uh, raids. They know all. They put the they put the mole in there. They get the squeakers and they get the tattletales to go into these drug houses and tell them when the drug deal going down, not so that they can stop the drugs, so that they can get the money. And this 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 goes all the way up to the top. And I'm telling you, before it exposes everybody, more people will have to die. And I just don't want it to be more of us. Because if your hands are not dirty, and I'm not saying that nobody calls their own murder. I'm saying when something is wrong, call it what it is, separate yourself from it, and report it. Period. Point like who? I, some you ain't even got to tell a whole lot of stuff. Do you really think that that little? I think the little guy who took the video for Walter Scott is um, um, Guatemalan. I'm not quite sure, but do you really think? that somebody would have believed anything any differently than what the officer said on the paperwork? Nope. So I don't think it's a far fetch for me to believe that we can't make a difference by doing some very small steps collectively. One penny by a million people every day makes a whole lot of noise. And this noise is not going away. Absolutely, it's not going away. And in fact, I really fear that if not, it's going to turn in the opposite way. Just as many men who are being killed in the street now are being released from jail, being exonerated. 
So they're releasing men who have been institutionalized back into communities that they can't even function in. So they'll make it seem like, oh, we is helping y'all out. No, the hell you're not. You're going to have to understand as long as they are given a pass by us saying nothing, that the continuation of that will happen. Because saying nothing is actually giving a pass for them to continue to do it. No answer is an answer. And I'm not saying that I have all the answers. I think we've discussed that collectively we have to answer it, that we have to be informed ourselves of what's the best for our life. Just because you don't have any children, Antonio, doesn't mean a damn thing. You're a black man. That's representative of a whole nation of folk. So when they see you and they see what you're doing and they see who you do impact is doing something. Let me tell you something, and this is gonna be my last little two. They are for, they scared of us. You can you can try to water it down, however you like. You can call it anger. You can call it fear. You can call it intimidation. I don't care. I really don't care why they're afraid. But the fact that they are afraid tells me something. Because see, fear is an emotional uh, response that people have when they fear a threat. Now, if, even if I'm not threatening you, I could be damn sleep and you still scared. If I'm running away from you and you're in fear of your life, it's something wrong with you. Like, it's really something wrong with you. Fear arises when there's a perception of danger. So when people do things like this, it's because they're afraid. You're going to either have one of two responses, fight or flight. And when you still shooting at somebody that's fleeing away from you, that speaks volumes. Just your present by yourself. One of the guys on Facebook told me the solve for this is just to take away all of the guns from the police officers and just give them um, all tasers and just handcuffs. No lethal force because most of these deaths are non-lethal. Baby, it'll be some hair blessing going on because this false sense of the ability to control someone who's not going to be controlled would stop some of this disrespect. I, I I really don't know if they're ready to take the guns from the police officers because, baby, it's going to be some um, white faces laying in the ground because I also fear that there's going to be retaliation. I believe that there's going to be some black people who don't give to, and they're going to be trying to fight the police just for GP, you know, because there are some of those uh, out there. And I'm I'm not – I'm not glorifying it. I'm not saying that that's what needs to happen. I'm just saying that at some point, bloodshed on one end is going to either overweigh and lose out and bleed out, or it's going to have to be equated up. What do you think? We're going to talk about something else coming up um, in my shows. Thursday, I was being invited to talk about this some more, but I'm tired of talking about this, so I'm going to just have to wait and see what comes to me. Until then, listen to this. One day when the glory comes, it will be ours, it will be ours, oh, one day, when the war is won, we will be the heavens, no man, no weapon. 
formed against Yes, glory is destined Everyday women and men become legends Sins that go against our skin become blessings The movement is a rhythm to us Freedom is like religion to us Justice is juxtaposition in us. Justice for all just ain't specific enough. One son died, his spirit is revisiting us. True and living, living in us. Resistance is us. That's why Rosa sat on the bus. That's why we walk through Ferguson with our hands up. When it goes down, we woman and man up. They say stay down and we stand up. Shots, we on the ground. The camera panned up. King pointed to the mountaintop and we ran up. One day, when the glory comes, it will be out. It will be out. Oh, one day, when the war is won, we will be sure. We will be sure. Oh, no. woman and child, even Jesus got his crown in front of a crowd, they march with the torch, we gon' run with it now, never look back, we done gone hundreds of miles, from dark roads, heroes, to become a hero, facing the league of justice, his power was the people, enemy is lethal, a king became regal, saw the face of Jim Crow under a bald ego, the biggest weapon. It's to stay peaceful, we sing, our music is the cuts that we bleed through. Somewhere in the dream we had an epiphany. Now we right the wrongs in history. No one can win the war individually. It takes the wisdom of the elders and young people's energy. Welcome to the story we call victory. The coming of the Lord, my eyes have seen the glory. One day, when the glory comes, it will be 